Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of Ham Hempstead. We wish as we do once a week. We come out and we bring the precious message of the Bible that God so loved the world that he sent his Son, his only begotten Son, into the world, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. And the Bible says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might believe. And the Lord has his people in this world, people born out of this world, who will come to hear the truth of God's precious word. John chapter 10, I read these words, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So these precious words, dear friends, that God the Son sent, was sent into this world. And the Bible tells us it is appointed unto man once to die, but after that, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And dear friends, we wish in this event to wonderfully proclaim the message of the Bible, that indeed life is short, we venture upon a new year, and right now, this year of 2024, and as we do so, 2024 soon will run past us very quickly, as the last year did. And indeed, soon as it begins, it will end. And as it is so quick our days, there are, as Job says, as swift as a weaver's shuttle. I don't know if you've ever seen a weaver's shuttle, but as soon as the weaver puts more thread in to make a new garment, that weaver's shuttle is soon emptied, and then it is needed to be replaced. And so, one generation after the next, and you know, the Bible says God will not be mocked. Every idle word that we speak shall be brought against us. But we come out here and uh, proclaim the truth of God's word. And uh, there are many that will seek to thwart, as right now we hear somebody trying to thwart the preaching of God's word. But friends, God's word says, it shall not return unto him void but shall accomplish the purpose for which it has been sent forth to do. And so, as we come out to declare God's word, let me remind you that all have sinned and come short of God's glory. And the wages of sin is death. And just as we hear somebody out here right now trying to thwart God's word, we remember and it reminds us that man's heart is evil. The heart is evil, deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked, who can know it. But the one who is good came into the world and only did that which was right. And yet, 
wicked man put him to death. But it was the predetermined purpose and counsel of Almighty God to put him to death because there upon the cross Jesus Christ would be bearing the sins of many. In fact the Bible says God spared not his only begotten son but delivered him up delivered him up for sin. And so friends we read in God's word Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 7 we're told that the dust man was made out of the earth shall return unto the dust but the spirit to God who gave it. I must remind you that we are more than just flesh and blood but we are spirit we have a conscience we know right from wrong and when somebody speaks against our sin our sin it troubles us and uh, that's why people are embarrassed they don't like to hear about sin they don't want to hear it talked about we don't boast about the wrong things that we've said our hearts they condemn us every day and we don't like to face the fact over our sin our sin troubles us we don't like other people speaking about our sin our thoughts we don't like to have them exposed because we've all done wrong and so again friends I must remind you that every idle word that we have spoken we shall have to give an account if you look at your life I wonder how many lies you've told if you've told one lie I can tell you this you've told many lies in your life because one lie we find we end up having to cover it up with another lie unkind things that we've said we know that our hearts condemn us with wrong things that we've done in our life and uh, if God were to judge our sin David said O Lord if thou shouldst mark iniquity against us who could stand could anybody stand with their sin if God is holy and God cannot tolerate sin could I could you stand before an infinitely holy God my friends none of us could stand before God this is why it is needful that a Savior would come into the world that he would suffer that he would die for his people that he would bear their iniquity that he the Bible says who is the just would die for the unjust that he might be able to bring sinners before God and he does he does by the death of himself whereby he takes the punishment of all of his people suffers in their stead and he lives the life that every man every boy every girl every woman should live Jesus Christ the righteous the Bible says in him was no sin he had no sin he could say to men which of you accuses me of sin nobody could ever accuse the Lord Jesus Christ of sin people can accuse me of sin people can accuse you of sin 
that nobody could ever accuse the Lord Jesus Christ of sin. He came into the world. He came from another realm. He said, I am from above. He said, you are from beneath. We all come from parents who are sinners in this world, but not the Lord Jesus. He had no earthly father. He was conceived in the womb of Mary by the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, that could never be said of you and I. We all have parents, fathers and mothers. We indeed have come from sinful parents, and we too, like them, are sinners. And we give forth uh, children who are sinners themselves. And therefore, friends, there is no hope in man. Job said, can anything clean come out of that which is unclean. Man has an unclean heart, but the Lord Jesus is not born, as it were, of men. Yes, he had a mother, but his father is God the Father, and he came into this world to live, to die for sinners. He is also called the shepherd. He is called the good shepherd. And he says in this verse, John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice. He has people in this world that he calls his sheep. They are stray sheep. They have strayed in various parts of the world. They have lived and they live in this world as ordinary people. But they are his sheep nonetheless. And they have strayed in their sin, in their life. They're guilty people, like people of this world, no different to the rest. The Christian would not say that he is better than other people. He would say, or she would say, that they are sinners. And they have come short of God's glory, God's standards. But they have a shepherd, the Lord Jesus who laid down his life for them. And he said, I know them, and they follow me. They know him in this life. They come to experience his love and his forgiveness and his kindness, and they depend upon him as the Lord their shepherd. They read his word, and they follow what he teaches in his word, and they find that his way is a good way. It's the best way. You see, God is the one who guides in this life. His word is full of wisdom. His word is truth. And uh, we're told in the Bible that they are led of that truth, and they are guided in that truth. My friend, do you know what it is to walk in the paths of God's word? We read there in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads his people in the word. The Lord Jesus said, my sheep, they will hear my voice and they will be sanctified by the truth as he prayed to the Father in John 17. 
Father, thy word is truth. Sanctify them by thy truth. The Christian is changed by the word of God. And he is trusting implicitly upon the finished work of the Lord Jesus. For he or she knows that they are sinners, and in and of themselves they are unclean, but they are made acceptable in God's dear Son. My friend, I ask you today, on what grounds would God receive you? Could he receive you as you are? Well, the Bible tells us that heaven is holy. It's a place of holiness. And the soul that sins shall die and shall be separated from God. So there is that need of a substitute. This is why he's called a saviour. A saviour because he saves from sin. He changes the life. But he pays for the record, the guilty record, of all of his people. That as they trust in him, as they believe upon him, for a perfect merit before God, a perfect holiness, the Lord Jesus gives it by his life. And he takes away all of their sin. The Bible says, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. I want to ask you, what is your hope for heaven? Is it that somehow you think you've lived a good enough life to be accepted before God? Well, the Bible makes it very clear that we cannot be accepted on that basis. Some people think that somehow good deeds will outweigh bad deeds. But in no way, shape or form does the Bible ever teach that. Acceptance with God is only on the basis of the Saviour, the Saviour of sinners. Jesus said, I have not come to call the righteous or people that think that they're righteous, but sinners to repentance. You see, salvation is a very gracious thing, my friend. It's a merciful thing. It's the free gift of God to all who believe upon Jesus Christ. That's why he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, no man comes to the Father but by me. But we thank God that there is a way, that Jesus Christ is the way. He said, I am the way. He never said, I am one of many ways. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. My friend, let me ask you, do you know this way to be that way, that way for sinners, it's a way of peace. The Christian has peace with God. He knows, or she knows, that if they were to die today, they would go to be with God. Not because they think they're better, or because they have somehow even lived a better life. No, but because of the person of Jesus Christ because of all that he is, because that they, as Paul says, are accepted in the beloved, God's beloved Son. Two times in the New Testament do we hear the voice of God the Father speaking down and proclaiming who the Lord Jesus is. He said, this is my beloved Son,
in whom I am well pleased. My dear friends, it was heard there, first of all, at his baptism. The Lord Jesus, as he went down into the Jordan, baptism is a picture of death and being raised to newness of life. But the Lord Jesus would experience death there upon the cross for his people as their substitute. And then on the third day he would rise again. He said to his disciples, Are you able to be baptized with the baptism that I am to be baptized with? He would suffer a terrible death on their behalf. The Bible saying, He, the just, dying for the unjust. And then, another time, when he was in the temple, and the Greeks came in to seek him, there was a voice heard, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. My dear friend, have you heard the message of God's word? The message is that we have sinned. All have sinned. All have come short of God's glory. The wages of sin is death. This year, we might meet death. People of all ages die. Some very young, some very old. Some may not see a long life. But it's true, we all have an appointment, my friend, with death itself. It's appointed unto man once to die, but after that, the judgment. So we're all going to have to meet that final day when we meet the Lord. But how will it be for us? Will we meet God with our sins forgiven, having known the Saviour, the Lord Jesus, in this life? Can we say today, it is well with my soul? My friend, you might be able to say, it's well with my body, but you know your body is only going to last so long, and your days really here are numbered, here upon this earth. This is why the Bible tells us, in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 1, Remember thy Creator in the days of thy youth. Maybe we're young now, and uh, young people are going back to school. And soon, they'll finish school and enter either into university or the workplace, and soon they die, and may not live long. But we're going to meet the Lord one day. We all have a soul. We forget this. We neglect the soul. We read in... Uh, the gospel of a rich farmer who did very well. The Lord gave him an abundant crop one year. And he said, I will build bigger barns and I will store all my grain in those barns. And the Lord had to come and tell him, You fool, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. You know, the Lord could require of our soul today. Next week, we don't know, but what have we done with our time? We have sinned against God. 
we have sinned against each other. And you know, God is holy and requires justice against our sin. All the things that we've done wrong. And there's going to be a day of exacting when we will have to give an account of ourselves. And how is it with our soul? Friends, is it right with our soul? Have we peace with God? We believe in justice. We live in a just society. If a man steals something from the shops here, would we say it's right that he should go unpunished? We would say it's wrong. Would a murderer be... Would it be okay for him to walk the streets? Would it be okay for somebody that has uh, committed terrible sexual offences to walk the streets and allowed to continue to practice doing those things, we'd say, no, it's wrong. Because we believe in justice. And in the same way, my, my friend, God is just. But he sent his son to die for his people, to go in their place, and as they trust in him, they confess their sin and they repent, that is, they turn from it. They're not only grieved and they cut in their hearts over their sin, but now they desire to sin no more. And God, because he has sent his spirit into their hearts, they cry, Abba, Father. They repent and they begin to pray and they find a new life within them. A life by the Spirit of God. A life of trusting in the Lord. You see, the Lord not only dies for his people, but he comes to live in them. And he gives them newness of life. And he gives them understanding. And he opens up their word, his word, to their hearts. And they begin to see that this word is the pathway to happiness and joy and peace in this life. And my friend, this is why we commend to you coming along every Sunday to a good Bible teaching church. And we're a local church here in Hemel Hempstead, and we'd invite you to come along to hear God's word. This coming Sunday, we call it the Lord's Day. Our services are at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. We meet on the corner of Lower Road and Redline Lane at Nationals Village Hall. We're called Bethel Reformed Baptist Church. And I can assure you, if you came along, you'd receive a very warm welcome to our services. Please do come along and hear God's word. It's vital that we hear God's word. You know, the best thing we can do this year is seek the Lord. People begin this year with New Year's resolutions, and they talk about turning over a new leaf. Well, the Christian life is not turning over a new leaf, but it is a new life. It's a life that God gives. A life that God gives in his Son. That is forgiveness of sins through him and the life that he gives by the power of his Spirit as he comes to indwell the heart of all of his people. 
Are you one of the Lord's sheep? Are you one of his people? You know, the Bible describes two kinds of people in this world by way of analogy. His sheep. His sheep who hear the word. And there are those who don't hear. And those the Bible calls the goats. They may look like sheep from afar off, maybe the same color, white, but they're not the same. The sheep, they're gentle, they have sinned, and they, the Lord Jesus says, they believe, and they repent, not like the goat, bucking against the word of God, kicking hard against the truth, but the sheep humbly say, I have strayed. Sheep have a shepherd. And the Lord Jesus is the shepherd of his lost people in this world. They will all humbly repent. They will acknowledge their sin. They will come to a conviction of their sin. Last year, my friend, I'm sure, we all understand we've done plenty of wrong things. But the Lord is gracious to his people. He forgives them of their sin. And he gives them newness of life and the blessed reality of eternal life through his shed blood. In order for the Lord Jesus to become the good shepherd, he had to give his life, he had to become the lamb. He had to give his life in exchange for theirs. He had to suffer. He is also called the lamb of God. When John the Baptist saw him, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. My friend, I want to ask you, do you know Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God? In the book of the Revelation, finally he is presented as the Lion, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And as a Lion, he will come and he will devour and he will judge and every knee will bow and confess that he is Lord. My friend, he made all things in this world. He has created all things. And he has given all things freely for men to enjoy. But we have made these things our gods, as it were. We could even make our children our gods, our homes our gods, our possession. We can make that the be end and end all of all things. We can make those things the substance of our life. But the Lord Jesus said, life is more than things, more than substance. Life is to know God and to know peace through his Son, God the Son. Do you know him? Do you love him? Do you have hope in him? Do you trust him? My friend, the Bible tells us not to trust man. The Bible says, Cursed is the man that trusteth in man, but blessed is the man who trusteth in the Lord. Man proves himself time and time again to be a liar. Trust God's word. Read it for yourself. 
We have plenty of Bibles to give you. We have tracts with scripture references on. And we encourage you to come and hear God's word and to believe upon God the Son, who is both God and man, who came into this world. Don't believe what the Jehovah's Witnesses tell you. There are many out here, I've seen a number coming this morning with their stands. And they say to you, Jesus Christ is not God. But the Bible says, God was manifest in the flesh. We're told in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8, it says, The Father said to the Son, Thy throne, O God, is forever. The Father recognizes the Son as eternally one with him, as God the Son, who gave his life as a ransom for many. So as we venture into this new year, my friend, do not trust in man. You'll only be disappointed. Don't trust even in yourself, for we are sinners. But you must trust alone in the finished work of Jesus Christ and give your soul no rest until you have repented and trusted in the Lord Jesus. So we would encourage you to come along once again this coming Sunday, this Lord's Day, 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. We'll meet on the corner of Layer Road and Red Lion Lane in Hemel Hempstead. And I bid you a good day. We do hope to see you coming along. And we'll give you a warm welcome. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.